Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Today we have something a little bit different for you. Chris Storm is our head of our campus ministry. and we, As I mentioned, we had confirmation yesterday with 72 recipients of that uh, sacrament. Father Dave thought it would be a good idea to invite Chris to speak today on confirmation. He had given a three-part series on confirmation to the GROW group, and so he's invited him to today to give his reflections on confirmation. Chris. Good morning, everybody. Father Dave asked me to come and talk a little bit about the sacrament of confirmation, but uh, he's not here, <laughs> which I think means we can talk about anything we want to. <laughs> so uh, while the old, excuse me, while the boss is not looking, I'd like to make a suggestion. You can see through the skylights, it's a beautiful day outside, and yet here we are cooped up indoors, and I just don't feel right about that. So I would like next week for all of us to meet over at the Tualatin River. Bring a raft, a kayak, uh, you know, bring a stuffed animal to float on if you want to, I don't care. I'll bring my great big waterproof speakers and a good playlist of 80s rock and roll. We're going to call it the Holy Trinity Rocking on the Water Club. Who's in? Yeah, you better hope he's not back there looking. <laughs> I didn't see as many hands, though, as I had hoped. So what about this instead? What about this? Instead of doing mass, what if we all show up, we turn the lights off, I'll bring one of those big projectors, and right up here on the wall, we'll play some good old classic science fiction movies. We'll do Star Wars one Sunday, and the next Sunday we'll do like a Star Trek thing, and we'll like, a, you know, Battlestar Galactica after that. We're going to call it the Holy Trinerdity Club. <laughs> Who's in? You are my people. <laughs> It's not very realistic, so let me give you something a little more realistic. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Whoever eats the most at our Holy Trinity Chicken Wing Club gets to wear a crown that says Lord of the Wings on it. <clears throat> Don't bother raising your hand, I fully intend to win. <laughs> of course we can't do that. We are not a club that gets together, we're a church. But we need to sometimes stop and think about what the difference is. A club is when people of a common interest do the thing they do together. But the church is not about what we do. The church is about what? Yeah, you don't know, do you? <laughs> The church is not about what we do. The church is about what Jesus Christ began during his time on the earth and continues today. The church is the space that we create for the work of Jesus to be ongoing, to make sure that the good things he did are still happening in the world today with his power and with our help. So what did Jesus do and how do we do it now? 
My favorite gospel is the gospel of Luke, because in Luke's gospel, Jesus has this tension between two types of people. Some people follow him around who are rich and influential and comfortable and respected, and they want to be associated with Jesus because of his popularity. And then there are people who follow Jesus around because they are poor and hungry. They are cast out and looked down on. The word in the gospel this week is condemned. They're suffering. And they're hoping that they'll find in Jesus an end to the suffering physical suffering. He encounters people who are sick, and what does he do? All right, your homework is to read your Bible this week. (laughs) When Jesus meets someone who's sick, he offers healing. When Jesus meets someone who's crippled, he helps him to rise up and walk, take up your mat and carry it home. But he also meets people who are going through deep and intense emotional suffering, grief. If you ever wondered why Jesus raised the dead, remember the dead aren't suffering anymore, but who does? The ones left behind. Jesus raised the dead for the suffering, grieving community that was alive. And then there are the social suffering. Think of the lepers who were told that they were no longer welcome in the village. You must live on the other side of the valley where we don't have to be around you. We don't have to talk to you. We don't have to touch you. And once you're out of sight, we don't even have to think about you anymore. Think of the woman at the well who hid from her community during the morning cool and came out during the terrible heat of the day so that she wouldn't have to face the things that people were saying about her behind her back or maybe even to her face. And Jesus sat with her and talked to her and comforted her. And in all these different kinds of suffering, Jesus said over and over again that the greatest of all our suffering is that spiritual suffering that every single one of us is trapped in. Sin. And from our sin, we feel guilt. And after guilt, we're left with this long sense of shame. Jesus went to the people who were suffering and he offered them remedy to their suffering. But when he left the earth, there was still a lot of suffering left behind. And so he handed that mission to his apostles, who handed it to the Christian community, who handed it to their children and their friends and passed from one generation to the next until that mission has landed in our hands today. We are not a club. We are the church here to find the suffering in the world, the physical, social, emotional, emotional, and most of all, spiritual suffering that we see when we leave this place in our neighborhoods, our homes, our schools, our businesses, our teams, and we are the ones that are left behind on the earth to do what Jesus would do, to serve the suffering. But Jesus does something else that I think gets overlooked very soon we'll be entering into the season of Lent. And good Catholics, tell me what the, what's the first day of Lent? You guys did so much better than the 8 o'clock. Good job. <clears throat> In Lent, we hear the story of Jesus going out into the 
And in the desert, he stays how long? You guys are good. And at the end of 40 days, he comes face to face with? He comes face to face with Satan, the very personification and embodiment of evil, the cause of suffering on the earth. Jesus looks him straight in the eye. And if you read very carefully in Matthew's gospel, he does not say, I have come to end you. He does not say, Satan, I have come to destroy you. He does say, Satan, you cannot stay here with me. And Jesus draws a line on the earth. And on one side of that line is Satan and his evil, sin and suffering. And on this side is Jesus, healing, welcome, goodness, and joy. And that's part of the mission that we receive too. We continue to draw that line on the earth and say, there may be sin, but there will not be sin here. There may be hunger out there, but we will not tolerate hunger here. There may be injustice in the world, but where we are, we will not allow injustice, not here. We are on this side of the line, and we, in the power of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, get to say what we allow where we are, because we are not a club. We are the church with his mission and his power. And yesterday, 72 people, most of them teenagers, rose from these pews, stood before our bishop, and said, send us to do that work now. Jesus Christ is the light of the world when we have 72 new people like candles carrying that light everywhere that they go. To their schools and homes and teams and friendships. I think 72 people can make a pretty big difference in the world. Would you agree? Yes. Then take a look around you and try and count how many there are in the church right now. If 72 people can push that darkness of sin back, if they can take that line and say, we will not allow you here, Satan, back off. And if Satan does, just imagine what's going to happen when the hundreds of you that are here right now leave this place and go out into the world, scattered throughout our community, our city and county, our state, the people that are watching at home right now, some far across the country, even across the world, The line of good and evil moves every time we leave this place because this is not where we are, church. This is where we come because we are the church out there. And we come here and receive our sacraments to have the wicks of our candles trimmed down to ensure that the flame of Jesus' spirit, the fire of the spirit and the light of Christ burn brightly and strong all week long. Don't take for granted what a beautiful thing it is to be church together. We do not have to choose, like our sign out there says, whether we're going to go to the river or whether we're going to come to the church. We choose to come here to become the church when we go to the river. We gather here to become church 
So when we go to watch our good sci-fi movies, the things we choose to see, the people we invite to be with us, represents that we are church. And when we go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and believe me, we will, (laughs) we're church there too. Not either or. Where, when, and how. It can be a very dark world sometimes. But you are very bright people. And I would like to thank you for choosing of all the places you could be, all the ways you could spend this hour, Thank you for being the church right here. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.